2: The Five presents Mr. Horn's Holiday. catastrophe has ended. But as you know only too well, civilization had a narrow squeak last year. Now that we've returned to normal, I must tell you what brought mankind to the brink of chaos, because in a way, I was responsible for it. To begin with, my name is Travis Webster, and I'm a painter, not one of those far-out painters. My stuff is conventional, seascapes, beach scenes, things like that, so I've had a hard time selling my work. Anyway, a little over a year ago, I finished a painting of the California beach and bungalow where I live with my wife, Helen, and submitted it to an art contest in competition for a $10,000 prize. I had six months to wait before the winning canvas would be announced, and meanwhile, Helen and I had a rough time trying to get our bills
0: Travis, dear, something's bound to happen. Soon I feel sure of it. So please try not to feel so depressed and miserable.
2: I'm sorry, sweetheart, but I, I can't seem to snap out of it. After all, I'm supposed to be the
0: breadwinner of this combination. (laughs) some breadwinner. But we do have this bungalow, and our beach, and ocean. Travis, I've just had a sublime brain flash. Oh? Weary people plus their money equals ecstasy.
2: What does that mean?
0: We have a lovely spare room. So why don't we advertise for a guest? A paying guest. Oh,
2: no, Helen, that would be too big a burden on you. No,
0: I think it'd be exciting. I'm going to do it. I'm going to run an ad in our local paper.
2: Well, for about five months, we ran the ad in our local paper, but no rush of weary travelers. Until one morning when Helen was checking our
0: ad in the paper. Travis, did you see this? See what? This announcement on the art page. Here, look.
2: Oh, what's it about?
0: The $10,000 art contest.
2: Hey, I'd almost forgotten about that contest.
0: So had I, but here's the announcement about it. See? Right here at the bottom of the page.
2: Yeah. Yeah, it says the winner's going to be announced tomorrow.
0: Goodness, aren't you excited?
2: Well, sure, a little. But my painting hasn't got a chance.
0: Now, why do you say that?
2: Because it's too conventional, even though I think it's one of the best things I've ever done.
0: Then it has a chance to win. Oh, wouldn't you just love to win all that lovely money?
2: I'm sure I would, sweetheart, more than anything in the world. I'd sell my soul to win that $10,000. (laughs) Yeah, just like Faust, I'd sell my soul. If Satan himself were to drive up right now, I'd willingly make a deal with him.
0: Travis!
2: Holy smoke.
0: Hi there! Is that the Webster residence?
2: Uh, yes, I'm Travis Webster. Drive right up here to the steps.
0: Sure thing. I don't recognize him, do you, Travis?
2: No, (laughs) but... He turns out to be Satan. I was only kidding.
0: (laughs) Whoever he is, he certainly arrived on cue. Gives me the shivers. I'm covered with goosebumps.
2: I don't mind admitting that Helen and I were a bit startled by the stranger's arrival at just that moment. He was a short, smiling, middle-aged man, dressed and equipped like the typical American tourist. He wore a cap, sunglasses, and a wild Hawaiian shirt and among the luggage in the back seat of his sports convertible were camera equipment and a bag of golf clubs. We walked down the steps to meet him as he stepped out of his car. Well, now, this is great, simply great. What a magnificent location.
0: Yes, isn't it?
2: Uh, Oh, I'm Helen Webster. Well, greetings to both of you. My name's Horn. Horn? You mean it?
0: Yep, Harry
2: Horn, If you'd help me unload the back seat, I'd be much obliged, okay? Uh, yes, uh, sure. Now, I don't know if you realize it, Helen, my dear, but you've got a guest for your spare room.
0: Well, no, Mr. Horn, I didn't realize that. But you're certainly welcome. Fine, fine. I'm
2: going to be very happy here, I'm sure. You saw our advertisement in the paper? That's right. I was driving up the coast, hunting for a spot to spend a long vacation... When I saw your ad and I knew this was the perfect place for old Harry Horn, this bungalow, the location, and you young Websters suit me to a T. The only question is, do I suit the young Websters? Well, of course you do. Well, that's good because I'm planning to stay a year. A whole year? Yes, Travis, this is my sabbatical. And I'm not going to do a blessed thing for 12 months but eat, sleep, swim, and play golf. While I'm thinking of it, take this envelope, will you? Uh, Sure. What's in it? Money, cash, payment in advance for a year. Oh, that is necessary, Mr. Horn. I mean, you you can pay by the week if you'd rather. But I wouldn't rather. This is my year off, and I don't even want to think about money. And now, if you'll just carry these belongings to my room, I'm going down and wade in the ocean. I haven't had my feet in salt water for ages and ages.
0: Travis, how much is in that envelope?
2: Oh, I'll see. Holy cow! What's the matter? Helen, it... It's a pair of thousand-dollar bills.
0: What? I think I'm going to faint.
2: Well, if you're going to do that, wait till we get inside. I'll take the suitcases. You carry the golf bag.
0: All right. If I can. Oh, watch out! I'm sorry. I was too weak to hold it. Well,
2: stand the bag up, and I'll put
0: the clubs back...
2: Hey, these are expensive clubs.
0: Goodness, what kind of a golf club is that?
2: It isn't a golf club at all. It's a small pitchfork. next morning, while our strange guest was out for a stroll, I received a registered letter from the judges of the art contest. It informed me that my painting had won the prize and attached to the letter was a check for $10,000. When Helen saw the check, she almost collapsed.
0: Travis, I can't believe it. Is it real?
2: Yeah. Yeah, Yeah, sure it is, Helen. I've won.
0: I knew you would, darling. I was sure you... Oh, my goodness. What's the matter? Mr. Horn.
2: Uh Uh-oh. Do you really think that he... Where is he? I'm right here, Travis. Congratulations, my boy. What for, Mr. Horn? Winning the prize, I'm delighted.
0: But, Mr. Horn, how did you know Travis won?
2: Because I arranged it naturally. (laughs) Or perhaps I should have said, supernaturally. Supernaturally. Then you really are who we think you are? You know very well I am. But why did you come here? I told you to enjoy a year of relaxation, and believe me, I've earned a sabbatical. You have no idea of the problem that arises in my place of business. After millenniums of working like a demon, with no time off, I'm worn to a frazzle.
0: But... Mr. Horn, why did you come to this exact spot?
2: Well, that was sort of a coincidence. I just read your advertisement for a paying guest when I became aware of your husband's statement that he'd willingly make a deal with me in order to win the contest. So, of course, I came instantly. Oh! Oh, now, <laughs> come now, my dear. There's no need to carry on like this. You should be overjoyed after all. Travers won the contest. He has $10,000.
0: Yes, but now you own Travis's soul. Oh,
2: that's nonsense. Forget it. But you, you do own my soul, Mr. Horn. Fiddlesticks, I don't need your soul, Travis. I'm up to my neck in souls. And to be frank with you, I'm pretty tired of that seedy Faust bargain, so keep your soul and your prize money... And don't mention them again, okay? But I'm not going to let you back out on our bargain. I paid in advance for a year, and I'm staying for a year. So let's not hear any more about it.
0: After all, Travis, Mr. Horn has been our benefactor. Without his influence, you mightn't have won the contest.
2: Mm, well, maybe not. But I must admit, my painting was superb. It really deserved to win. I think... And so Mr. Horn's holiday began. During the months that followed, we never mentioned our Faustian bargain, and Mr. Horn became our pleasant and fascinating companion. One evening before dinner, the three of us were sitting on the porch relaxing over drinks.
0: May I fix you another highball, Mr. Horn?
2: Yes, Helen, you may. <laughs> For a reason that should be obvious, I've become quite fond of firewater. Say, uh,. Uh, How how do you like that sunset? You ever seen anything to match those fiery colors? Not on earth, Travis. Not on earth. No, I suppose not.
0: Here you are, Mr. Horn. Just the way you like it. Not too much water.
2: Thank you, my dear.
0: You're frowning. Penny for your thoughts.
2: Eh? Oh, I, I was thinking about what's happening down home. Oh, what? Is happening. Oh, my junior assistants are messing things up rather badly. You know how it is when the boss is absent. (laughs) They let the business go to Hades, as the saying goes.
0: Well, Travis and I certainly can't complain about that. Since you've been away from headquarters, some pretty wonderful things have been happening here on Earth.
2: Wonderful is hardly the word for it. I'd say phenomenal. Yeah, I, I agree. But mankind has never had it so good. That's true. Everything is changing in your favor. Take the matter of sin, for example. Have you noticed that sin no longer exists on Earth? That it's been replaced by morality? That nations and governments have discarded suspicion and belligerence and offer nothing now but the warm hand of friendship?
0: Yes, Mr. Horn. It's absolutely incredible.
1: <laughs>
2: Why, even the Russians are congenial. And I assure you, that took some doing. And juvenile delinquency. Where has that gone? It's banished, of course. And respect for parents has taken its place. Shady business deals, bribery, corruption. What's happened to them? All are gone. Wiped out. Avarice, lust, depravity. Banished. Competition and conflict. Done away with. Even killing for food has come to an abrupt end. Neither humans nor animals will commit murder for the appeasement of hunger. I don't mean to boast, my friends, but for the first time in history, everyone everywhere is unafflicted, unvexed, and unplagued. My oh, dear, dear me, I'm. I'm afraid your firewater has loosened my tongue. Forgive me. That was a terribly long speech. <laughs> devilishly long. While the land flowed with milk and honey, it never occurred to Helen and me that the paradise on earth might one day come to an end. But to our dismay, in the course of a few short weeks, a terrifying reaction began to take place. Without meat on the table, meals became a vegetarian bore. Butchers, packers, and cattle raisers were destitute. Owing to the disappearance of sin and vice, policemen, soldiers, lawyers, locksmiths, even representatives of the United Nations found themselves without work. To make matters worse, without conflict, there was no drama. And with no drama in life, everyone became bored, bored, bored. And in addition to boredom... Our hearts were filled with stark, shattering fear.
0: Travis, I'm afraid. Desperately afraid. I,
2: I know, darling. I, I am too.
0: Look, there are animals walking on the beach. Deer, rabbits, cattle. That's never happened before.
2: No, no. The animals are multiplying and overrunning the earth. The whole world is facing disaster, Helen. And, and you and I are the only living beings who know the reason why. We've got to do something about it. I mean, this minute. Yes, yes, darling. I agree. Mr. Horn has got to leave here and go back to Haiti. My ears are burning. You must have been talking about me.
0: Mr. Horn, get out. I'm afraid of you.
2: (laughs) What? Afraid of little old me? Why, Helen, I'm surprised at you. Now, look, this is no laughing matter. It is to me, Travis. I'm terribly amused. But we're, we're not. We're just plain scared. You know very well the chaos you've caused, so I I, I want you to pack up and get out of here at once. But, my dear boy, where do you want me to go? Well, for all I care, you can go to... (laughs) You can't say the word, can you, Travers? Nobody swears anymore. What a pity.
0: Mr. Horn, will you please go away? For heaven's sake?
2: For heaven's sake, my dear Helen? I've never done anything for the sake of that district. In my whole long career. Oh, look, Mr. Horn, be reasonable. Your holiday from Hades has turned into a catastrophe on Earth. Doesn't that bother you just a little? On the contrary. As I told you, it amuses me. Amuses you? The misery you've caused amuses you? Of course, my dear. And it pleases me as well. Well, That's rot. How how can it possibly please you? Well, believe it or not, Travers, even I have a trace of egotism in my makeup. So I'm rather flattered to see that my talents, peculiar as they are, still bring results at this stage of my existence. You see, my dear friends, no one on earth has ever had a speck of use for me. But soon, if you broadcast the news of my presence here, everyone will realize that I have a definite place in the universal scheme. I was created for one precise purpose, to make man's life exciting, competitive... And dramatic. I'm told that, that mosquitoes were created for the same reason. Well, that's beside the point. The point is, I refuse to cut my holiday short. A few days later, when life had become almost intolerable, Helen and I decided once again to implore Mr. Horn to leave. To our surprise, owing to our abject pleading, he seemed to be less adamant than before. Look, will you please get off your knees? You're breaking my heart.
0: Then you'll go, Mr. Horn. You'll really go away?
2: Well, I can't promise. But do you know something strange? Nobody's ever prayed to me before. I must confess, I'm touched. So you do have some human feelings after all. That gives us hope, Mr. Horn. Please don't let us down. Oh, it isn't a matter of letting you down, Travis. I'm thinking of my holiday. How would you like to have your vacation ruined? Oh, I wouldn't like it any more than I'd like to return my $10,000 prize. But I'll make a deal with you. Oh, no. Not your soul again. No, my prize. I really need that money, Mr. Horn. But if you'll promise to leave here right now, I'll send the money back. What's more, I'll give you back the cash you paid us for the year's rent. Fiddle faddle, I won't accept it. Give it to charity. Give it to charity? Did I really say that?
0: Yes, you did. And I think it's just wonderful.
2: Well, then I'd better get out of here before I turn into a complete mill sup. Travers, bring my car around. I'll start the packing. <laughs> It took Mr. Horn 10 minutes to pack up and get behind the wheel of his car. Helen and I went out to bid him farewell. Well, dear friends, this is an unhappy moment for me. Back I go to the old grind with only a smidgen of a vacation. Don't you pity me just a little.
0: Yes, we do, Mr. Horn. I'm sorry it turned out this way, but Travis and I think you're very sweet. Don't we, Travis?
2: Yes. In a way, you're a real good Joe. Don't don't look so gloomy, Mr. Horn. It makes me feel guilty. Guilty? (laughs) Are you kidding? Don't be naive. What's so funny? I just thought of a joke. And it's on you and Helen. What kind of a joke? Oh, a real devilish one. If you'll excuse the expression. The fact is, friends... I plan to leave now anyway. This wasn't a holiday at all. It was a project. All worked out to the minute in the most intricate detail. What are you talking about? Well, just between us and the lamppost, every step of this caper was planned deliberately to make people appreciate me and realize my value. You <laughs> dig? <laughs> yeah. Yeah, we dig. Good. <laughs> I'm off, then.
0: Safe journey, Mr. Horn. Oh, thanks, sweetie. Oh, before I shove off, do you
2: lovely people want to know a charming secret? In all my eons of committing mischief, I've never had so much doggone gone fun. A river deck. Uh, so long, Mr. On, Mr. Horn. And so, ladies and gentlemen, that's why our world returns so quickly to normal. I beg you not to judge Mr. Horn too harshly for the near catastrophe, or myself either, because I did try to make amends. I returned my $10,000, but the contest judges sent it right back. They said my painting would have won anyway without Mr. Horn's intervention. And perhaps art itself is returning to normal. Who knows? And that makes Helen and me very happy indeed.
1: (laughs) Arrivederci.
2: Five has presented Mr. Horn's Holiday, written by Albert G. Miller, produced and directed by Ted Bell. In the cast, David Burns, June Graham, and George Petrie. Script editor, Jack C. Wilson. Original music by Alexander Vlastotsenko. Orchestra under the direction of Glenn Osser. This is Fred Foy speaking.